Today, we continue our new gifted series. This series is all about the way in which God fills us up with gifts and then calls us to use our gifts in the world, in particular through faith communities like right here at St. Michael. We are all gifted by God, yes, given a unique set and group of gifts. And now we get to sit here and hear the call to use those gifts well, to share them among one another, and to help each other grow deeper and deeper in our discipleship. Today, we focus on one particular ministry area of our church and the way in which those gifts can help us deepen our discipleship, and that is through formation. Discipleship formation, the way we are molded and guided and created more and more in the image and the hope that God created each one of us. We will start today with our gospel lesson. We hear more from the gospel of John, more about bread. We have been talking about bread for weeks, y'all. And bread continues to be the image that we use, that Jesus gives us to understand the call that he puts on our lives. This week, Jesus continues this bread teaching by saying, those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. Now, last week I talked about how bread teaching here in the gospels can be a bit difficult. Jesus is calling his disciples to actually consume, to take in this message of God, this good news of God, so that they are changed from the inside out. And by consuming this bread to gain eternal life, Jesus is calling the disciples, those who are around him and following him, into a way of life that is a bit difficult. Last week, this week, we continue with this idea that following Jesus is not simply an easy, convenient thing. It's not nice. Following Jesus means that we are meant to literally consume this good news and be changed from the inside out. And this, this is a hard teaching. It's vulnerable to think that we might consume something that changes who we are that sends us down a path toward an end that we may not have designed. Something that is uncertain, something we may not even like. Today we see that kind of hard message in the gospel because as Jesus calls those around him to a life of discipleship and commitment, not one simply of convenience, some of those following him begin to struggle and even turn away. Some of those who had been drawn to Jesus because of his miracles and because of his teachings that they liked began to wonder if the ones they didn't like might not be worth it. As those people who turned and left him, physically walked away from him, Jesus said to the 12 he had called, do you also want to turn and leave? And they replied, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. The words of eternal life. Now that can, if we are not careful, sound a little fluffy, poetic, perhaps a little too churchy. But what the disciples say right there to Jesus 
is profoundly true. Jesus calls them into a life that may not be the one they like or the one the world expects of them, a life that might make living harder on occasion, but one that gives eternal life. This very deep rooted sense of divine in your life, answering God's call in a very real way. Now, I often say that my job is most often reminding people who they want to be, who they were created to be. You see, you and I were created by God, wonderfully made, loved as we are. And yet every day, every day, God is calling us to do something new, to be something a bit more bold, to actually witness to our faith in ways that pull us out of our comfort zone, but push us closer and closer to God's love. And as disciples, we share this walk together. We are not alone. You are not alone as you feel that nudge and that challenge to actually become more and more the person that God made you to be. And here at St. Michael, that nudging and prodding and shaping and molding, that is what we call formation. When we learn and when we work out ideas together and when we are pushed outside our comfort zone, when we are called to attention to be the people that we were created to be, this is all part of that discipleship training and formation that we share together. See, discipleship, following Jesus is not at our convenience. It is actually the way that we begin to define our lives. It's not one decision made once, it is a decision made over and over and over. Discipleship is the way we choose to live and we make those choices every day, multiple times a day. And it is very easy, very easy to lose our way when we think that we can actually do this on our own. It's very easy to lose our way when we begin to define ourselves more with what the world expects than what God calls us to be. Now this can be dramatic and big, and those choices can actually be quite small too. Last week, I read a story about a meeting that was held right here, an HPISD meeting on Monday night to discuss something you can probably guess was discussed, and that is beside the point. At this meeting, tensions were high, passions were deep, and there were students who decided to speak publicly at this meeting. And there were adults in the room who heckled them when they spoke because they disagreed. I want you to hear me clearly. I don't care what the issue was. We had adults in a room who publicly ridiculed children because they thought that that was what a good thing to do. And I promise you, if you took those adults aside out of the heat of that moment and looked them in the eye and said, do you actually want to bully and ridicule and heckle children? I'm going to say, please God, that they would say no. But there in that moment, something told them that was okay. Something gave them what the courage 
to do something so ugly in public to people they did not know, to children. What is that? Except a very simple example of just how easy it is to find ourselves pulled by the world to be the kind of person we don't want to be. We are created beautifully. We are loved and we are meant to love. And when we find that we are leaning away from that truth, it's this kind of community that calls us back. And my friends, this is what is uncomfortable for us because most of us sitting in these pews want to be nice and we want to be good and we want to make a contribution and we want to be part of this faith community, but we really, really don't want to actually ever say something not nice to another person, right? We don't really want to look someone in the eye, someone right here sitting in this room and say, that's probably not who you really want to be right? That feels super uncomfortable. In fact, that kind of feels rude. And yet, the call to discipleship is one that asks of us the courage to both be humble in our imperfection and also be loving enough to help our neighbors right here to make the best loving decisions possible. Every single one of us, me included, have been lost at some point, have done a thing or said a thing or treated someone in a way that in hindsight we didn't want to do, that is not the best of us, that is not the calling that God has put in our lives. And when that happens, we reconcile. We get pulled back in. We get forgiven. We get loved once more. And maybe, just maybe, with God's help, we don't find ourselves in the same position again in the future. But you see, the choice of discipleship is one that is messy, always, every day, and yet so very, very worthwhile. As we begin to unpack all these ideas of gifts, I hope that there are people here listening to this idea who actually want to help with the formation of those in this community. And if that's you, then treat this like an ask to get involved and be connected and come so that people here in this community can help grow deeper in their own discipleship. Because you see, we don't do this on our own. We love one another enough to say perhaps something that might feel a bit hard in the moment but will help not only us, but those within this community to grow closer and closer to God every day. We share when we are very well rooted in our identity, those words of eternal life with one another. We invite each other to consume that deep truth of God and to be changed from the inside out, formed more and more into the kind of people God made us to be. That is one of the reasons why we gather. That is one of the beauties of our community. And that is what we are each called into today and every day. May we have the courage to again say yes.
and to help each other say yes as well. Amen.